This podcast does not provide medical advice. Please listen to the complete disclosure at the end of the recording. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everyone Dies, the podcast. I'm Marianne Matzo. On this is Walter Concrete. No, not really. It's, it's not really Mr. Concrete. This is Charlie Navarrete. Isn't it Cronkite? So, put your feet up and relax, and thank you for spending the next hour with us as Charlie talks about the Day of the Dead tradition from Mexico. In the second half, I'm going to talk about death. Hmm. I know. Spoiler alert. And in our third half, Charlie's going to tell us how to make a Day of the Dead altar. So, So. happy Halloween, everyone. (laughs) Hey, Charlie. Yes, yes. Can I tell you a joke? Um, um, uh, so, um, uh, oh, good. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So I was I was cleaning out some files, and I found an email that I had printed, and the date on it is November 26, 2001. Jeep? Really? Isn't that incredible? That 20 years ago? Okay, 19 years ago, but wow. I know. 19 years ago. I mean, that just shows how I needed to clean out my files. Anyway, this is from my friend Sue, and the subject is the afterlife. So a couple made a deal that whoever died first would come back and inform the other of the afterlife. Mm -hmm. Their biggest fear was that there was no heaven. So after a long life, the husband was the first to die, and true to his word, he made contact. Mary, Mary, is that you? Is that you, Fred? Yes, I've come back like we agreed. What's it like? Well, I get up 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 in the morning. I have sex. I have breakfast. I have a little bath in the sun. And then I have sex twice. I have lunch. And I have sex pretty much all afternoon. And after supper, I have sex until late at night. The next day, it starts again. Oh, Fred, you surely must be in heaven. Not exactly. I'm a rabbit in Kansas. <laughs> what part of Kansas? The the rabbit part. The rabbit part. The rabbit part. Okay. I don't know. I, 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 I thought possibly the steak part or the blues part or, of course, the jazz part. Yeah. Anyway, Mm -hmm. we're going to start our show today with a report about the Day of the Dead, which is celebrated in this year of 2020, um, Saturday, October 31st to Monday, November the 2nd. Our chief Day of the Dead correspondent, Charlie, is going to report. Charles? Says you. I mean, yes, I am here. Well, listen, the Day of the Dead, or originally in Spanish, El Día de los Muertos, is a Mexican holiday where families welcome back the souls of their deceased relatives for a brief reunion that includes food, drink, and celebration. It's a blend of Mesoamerican ritual and European religion and Spanish culture. So, while October 31st is obviously Halloween, and the great pumpkin rises out of the pumpkin patch that he thinks is the most sincere... Charlie. What? Oh. Charlie Brown. Oh, yes. Wait, that that is Charlie Brown. Never mind. So, November 1st is El Día de los Inocentes, or Day of the Children, and All Saints Day. November 2nd is All Souls Day, or the Day of the Dead. According to tradition, the gates of heaven are open at midnight on October 31st, and the spirits of children can rejoin their families for 24 hours. And then the spirits of adults can do the same on November 2nd. So, the origin of the Day of the Dead, and again, not to be confused with the 1968 classic Night of the Living Dead, in, in oh, case there was, was any... That was such a confused. scary film. It was. Wasn't that scary? Just basic, no, no budget thing. It was no budget. Oh, clear, clearly, clearly and, no. You budget. know, and, and from the, and, and there's there's like no lead up to some cataclysmic thing. It's just you walk into this nightmare. You don't know why it happened, 
what's it it's it's just so good. It's like it's it's like 2020. You don't know why it happened. You know, oh we oh we, did. perfect. That's it. That's it. And <laughs> and, and the thing with it with this, I mean it it's you know, ratchet up a couple of notches because they're zombies. I don't think I'm giving anything away there. Right. But um Okay, I don't, in case anyone had, someone has not seen this, I don't want to give away the ending, but it's... And, and don't watch, like, the remakes of no, it. No, no, you no, 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 you know, you know, he's a hero because he, he does heroic things, but just not, not Arnold Schwarzenegger type heroic things. And the big thing is, although he, uh, although uh-huh. Arnold did just have heart surgery, yes, so. he did, and uh, he says he feels great. Mm-hmm. So Arnold, if, yeah, if you're listening, and and we know, okay, we hope you're a loyal listener. Um, you'll be back, Arnold. Mm-hmm. Arnold, you don't even have to be a loyal listener; you could just be a listener. Yes. And and remember, anyway, and remember, hit the like button what? and and be a follower, and and then tell your friends. You have a big Twitter account, don't you, Mister Schwarzenegger? So just yeah, just tell your friends. Where were we? Oh yeah, so, Night of the Living Dead. The what was that ding? Did you hear a ding? Um, no, I didn't forget to uh, turn off uh, the ding in my iPhone. I really, I really don't like that you accuse me of that. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's God's way of saying move on, Charles. Yeah, yeah shut up and <laughs> back, move on. Back to the back to the skirt. Okay, one last thing about, about Night of the Living Dead. It's, can I get one of those dings so every time you go off, I could just ding? Wait a minute. There was there was something about a ding recently. What was it? No, it was the opposite. The uh, the debates. <laughs> when, when What's hit, the opposite of a ding? A mute. <laughs> The mute button. A mute. The mute button. Yes. On, on the debates. Smart idea. Is that this? Is this? Is this yes. man survives everything? Just basically by his wits, and I'm not going to tell you. We're not what, talking about Schwarzenegger now. No, no, right? no. We're the, not talking about the, Schwarzenegger right now. No, the the protagonist okay. and um, um, not the Living Dead. Okay. And it, it's just so. Uh, that, this is going to be a long show, folks. Ending. Okay, yeah, okay. Let's just so, strap in. We're, you're in for a bumpy, bumpy ride. So going back to uh, what were they talking about? Three, three thousand years ago. A three-hour <laughs> tour. Right, day the day of the dead. Right, this thing goes back to yeah about three thousand years. Um, and basically, these rituals, pretty much the same thing. You know, honoring the dead. You know, going all the way back to pre-Columbian Mesoamerica. Now, the uh, Aztecs and other Nahua people living in what's now central of Mexico, they had like a cyclical view of the universe and, you know, sunrise, sunset, etc. But they saw death more like an everyday thing. Like death is always there, just part of life. You you never know. Which is... What we want to try to get people to start thinking, right, is that it's just normal. That's it. That's it. That's it. The sun rises, the sun sets, people are born, people die. Amen. Yeah. Now, going back to uh, to the story. Uh, so, yeah, so when somebody died, <laughs> um, it was believed they traveled to a place called Chichin Unmiklan. Now, this was basically the land of the dead. And only after getting through like several levels, uh, something like seven or nine levels, and this journey would take several years, then could a person's uh, soul finally reach a place called Miklan, which was the final resting place. In Ahua, in rituals honoring the dead, uh, these are traditionally held in August, and family members provided food, water, and tools to help the deceased in this difficult journey. This inspired the contemporary Day of the Dead practice, in which people leave food or other offerings on their loved one's graves or set them on a makeshift altar called ofrenda 
in their homes. Hmm. In ancient Egypt, pagan celebrations of the dead also took place in the fall and consisted of bonfires, dancing, and feasting, and s'mores. Okay. That's my Friday nights. Mm-hmm. Every Friday night. Um, that's, I dance around a bonfire and eat s'mores. Oh, excellent. Actually, okay, just in case anyone's wondering, I, I can't verify the s'mores. I, I imagine they would have had s'mores. I mean, bonfire, it, it fits in. I, yes. I personally can verify the s'mores for myself. I can um, verify some more for, for myself as well. All right, well, that's two. So, again, thousands of years ago, but some of these customs survived even after the rise of the uh, Roman Catholic Church, which eventually, but unofficially, adopted these, um, these events uh, into their own celebrations of, of Catholic holidays, which are All Saints Days and All Souls Day which, of course, are celebrated and, on the first two days of November. What? And All Saints Day yeah. is a holy day of obligation, so, meaning that for Catholics you have to go to church. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. El Dia de los Muertos is not, as many people think, a Mexican version of Halloween, though the two holidays do share some traditions, including costumes and parades. So on the Day of the Dead, it's believed that the border between the spirit world and the real world dissolves. And during this brief period, the souls of the dead awaken and return to the living world to feast, drink, dance, and play music with their loved ones. And then in turn... Isn't that mm -hmm. like the coolest darn thing? I mean, you know, it's like we have... We have such issues as as humans with loss and grief, you know, like, oh, they're gone, I'll never see them again. And but here, here there's this tradition that says every year they'll come back and, and you can and you can be with them. I mean, it's just that that comforting thought that that you can spend some time. What if it's uh, Anne Gertrude, who no one ever got along with? Well, she might go see somebody else that she did get along with. Maybe she had mm. a boyfriend that she goes to see. That would be nice. And that keeps everyone I mean, happy. Doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean levels. that maybe maybe you didn't like Anne Gertrude, but maybe she didn't like you either, Charlie. Did you ever think about that? Oh, all the time. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. We kept sending the same Christmas presents back and forth to each other. Yeah. So that being said, uh, with the border and everything, <laughs> <laughs> so they come back, they nod, a little feasting, a little drinking, some mores. We will investigate. So, so do they? Are uh -huh. they planning to put up a, a wall on that border and make the Mexicans pay for that so that the dead don't come back? Only the bad hombre Mexicans. Oh, okay. If the others fill right. out the right applications, wait for the process, um, they can get in. We, we Only do. for the 24-hour period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, All exactly. Right. exactly. Got, to, got, got to know the rules. Yep. Got to know the yep. rules. Where was I? Oh yeah, so okay, so they Ding. they come back, they're drinking, they're dancing, the music <laughs> with the uh, you know the you know their loved ones, and then in turn the uh, the family members the the hosts treat the deceased as honored guests in their celebrations and leave the deceased's favorite foods and other offerings at grave sites or on the ofrendas built in their houses. Ofrendas can be decorated with candles, bright marigolds called simpasushil, and red cocks. Combs, combs, red cock combs. <laughs> it's a little, little typo. typo <laughs> how, old, there. Hmm? how old are you, Charles? Um, how old are you? Hang on a second. One, two, three. I forget. It was a typo. Speaking of how, speaking of how old are you, yeah. can I tell you something? Um, uh, is this a rhetorical question? Yeah, well, sort of. Okay. You know, our, our, our guest on our radio show this week yeah. is a, pet um communicator or pet psychic mm -hmm. oh and um 
right. yeah, it's really cool. And she can talk to or communicate with, I guess would be the better term, um, your pets who are either, uh, you know, they could be living or they could be dead. She can communicate with both. But the interviews on Passionate World Talk Radio. But what's really cool. I'm sorry, on what, on what radio? Passionate World Talk Radio. Oh. Um, it's an, but if you go to our webpage, everyonedies.org, you can, there's a button up on the top right that says radio shows. But anyway, that's not what's important in the story right now. What's important is it reminded me of my friend Anne. Do you remember my friend Anne? Oh my God, of course, Anne. Yeah. Wonderful. So my my friend Anne, when I lived in New Hampshire, was somewhere in the mid to high eighties, and um, she was a psychic. And she became she realized she was a psychic when she was really really little. And there was this um, little girl that was missing in her town in New Hampshire, and she could see where the girl was, and she could see what she was wearing. And she told her mom, "I know where that little girl is that everybody's looking for." And so her mom said, "Well." tell me. And she did. And the mom wasn't at all surprised by it because they came from the women and the mom's family mm-hmm. and her mother. They were a long line of, of people who could see see things that normally right. can't be seen. And so the mom went to the police and said, Anne knows where the little girl is. So the police interviewed her and they went to the exact spot where Anne said, and that's where she mm-hmm. was. And so Anne spent her whole life being able to see right. yeah. things. Yeah. And um, a friend of mine introduced uh, me to her. And um, so, God, how long ago was it? Charlie Charlie would always visit from Cincinnati or New York, wherever he was living at the time, in the fall. Yeah, Cincinnati. And yeah. so I take him. So I take him over to to meet Anne, and we're sitting there in her living room, and she's saying. Who's the little boy? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know any little boys. I, I don't know. And she was like, really, just like, who's the little boy? And do you remember this, Charlie? Oh, yeah. Very clearly. Yep. And um, and what happened? How, what happened after that? I don't remember. Well, um, she, you, you, would, you would start to talk about something and she kept interrupting you. Whose uh, whose birthday is it? Whose birthday is it? And and, oh, and yeah. you and you you would whose say birthday? something, and she would interrupt you again. No, 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 no. Whose 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 birthday is it? And who's the little boy that's having a birthday? Yeah, say. it started it started to build to that, and you kept saying, "Well, no, there's there. I, I don't know. There's you couldn't think of anyone." Um, <laughs> at some point, Anne said. You know, you're, you're going to kick yourself because you, you know this and you're just going to be embarrassed. You're going to kick yourself. Um, and then she started to ask who died. And there was, you know, you told her no one died. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm also in the living room on the sofa away from, because Anne would always sit by the window with uh, whomever she was speaking to. Because yeah. uh, she needed, there was yeah. energy from the light, from the sunlight. So I was, and she'd look off, and she'd look off in the bush right next to her chair outside, yeah, yeah. and that's where she would kind of just kind of go to concentrate. Um, so then it be it went from who, you know, whose birthday is it to who died, and you you, you knew of no one who had died, and well, in my life because I'm egocentric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And and then in in she I just remember she just cut you off in mid sentence suddenly turned to me and said who are you and I I started to laugh I go well I'm the birthday boy um, and <laughs> and what was it what my birthday had been what a few days before just I mean just a few days before yes. and and I totally forgotten it and, and I always <laughs> forget it and I still forget it. So, um, it's October 6th and I always forget it. Is it the 6th? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and the, um, so I told, you know, I'm the birthday boy. And then I told her, um, um, 
Bez, I told her, I, I'm the one who had someone die recently. And this had been about three, I don't know, three or four months after, um, you know, the woman I'd, I'd been seeing and, you know, we'd been together for, for a while. Answer for a long while. And, um, and she had died. What was, what was her name? Debbie? Debbie. Yeah. Debbie. Debbie. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And she, um, and she died and, um, and of course, Marianne had known about this, but just did not associate that. And, 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 and said, she's sitting next to you. And I asked, how is she? I wasn't freaked out by this just um, because, you know, Debbie had made it very clear that she would make sure to come back and say hello, you know, after, you know, as she was dying. Um, so I asked, you know, how is she? And, uh, you know, Anne said she's um, she's well, she, she feels good. She's happy to see you. Uh, something like wants you to know everything will be OK or everything is OK. And. Um, yeah, there it was. And what had happened, I don't know, again, this was, how many months was Yeah, so it was in, that was four, yeah, so about three, three and a half months after she died, um, I was in a play and I, I wound up uh, dating um, one of the actresses. <laughs> so um, Dating, dating in air quotes, dating? No, really dating the uh, the whole uh, enchilada. Um, yeah, no, dating, dating. No, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. dating as you know, like dating in air quotes is really kind of you know doing having sex. Oh yes, we were having sex. Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, and, and and we had a relationship. We started a relationship. <laughs> so one one night, you know, she inquiring was inquiring minds want to know about. All your life. Yeah, the only one I hear inquiring is you. So the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was, you know, early in relationship with, with her. And I, it, it, this, was, this was just the strangest thing. In my dream, suddenly, there was Debbie. In, she had a favorite long white dress made of cotton. She was in that dress... Sitting in her favorite chair, one of those you know wicker chairs with a big back, like Morticia Adams used to sit in in the Adams family. Oh yeah, 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 that. yeah, yeah. That was her favorite chair. Mm-hmm. In her favorite place, the was the not elephant. It was called like something like the elephant house. Yeah, the elephant house at the Cincinnati Zoo. And she said hi, and I, I said hi. I I was I, I didn't quite know what to say because I don't know I was I, I was I was dreaming I was well no I wasn't dreaming I was because you were literally caught with your pants down yeah I, I yeah I was yeah I was asleep but I don't know some if there's a some subconscious of sleep in my mind was doing just that oh my god I'm in bed with another woman um. And that's where my mind went. And, you know, I, I didn't want to, like, hurt Debbie's feelings. <laughs> and, you know, I, I could not focus on, okay, she's dead. It's okay. So I, I just stumbled through a few words. I couldn't stay focused on that. And, um, and she left. The, the image disappeared. Hmm. Was it comforting to see her? For the first second, and then I, I, I don't know why I went there. Like I was betraying her just because I was with someone else. Um, it's kind but, of a it, normal feeling yeah, that, yeah. That, pe- that people get. Yeah, I didn't know that at the time. But yes, you're right. It's a, it's a, normal, yeah. it's a normal feeling. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was good to see. You know what it was? It was good to see her happy. She wasn't in pain. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Her hair was... She always had this, you know, wonderful, long, dark hair. And, uh, you know, of course, she was going, she went through radiation. She had breast cancer, but like a rare form of breast cancer. You know, when we were only, we were, we were the same age, 30, 31? No, yeah, no older than, yeah, yeah. 
I it was just very nice to see they were happy, you know, at, at peace and just in her favorite clothes and in her favorite place in the world, you know, the elephant house at the at the mm-hmm. Cincinnati Zoo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was good. So all that. Uh, wait a minute. How, how, yeah, yeah. Saying, how, how do we get on that? Because you said you giggled when you said Cox, <laughs> and I asked you. How old oh, you right. Are. Okay. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so I see we start with that, and if you would, we kind of end with that, too, in its own way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, so boy. then... I have no idea where I was. Going well, on. That, um, so, okay, so you were telling us... Oh, the symbols. You are going to go talk about right, symbols you know, in the Day of the and Dead? The, and, the, yeah, the, the most common symbols um, are... <laughs> don't tell me. Skulls and skeletons. That's what it is. Skulls and skeletons. Yeah, so the most common symbols of the Day of the Dead are skulls and, um, and uh, skeletons. And usually nowadays, with the Day of the Dead festivities, people wear skull masks, and they eat, like, sugar candy molded into the shape of skulls. Um, mm. There's a, a bread called pan de animas. Um, it, it's part of the All Souls Day rituals in Spain, and it's also, there's also pan de muerto, you know, bread of the dead. Dead bread. Deadhead. Deadheads eat dead bread. There we are. Deadheads eat br- dead bread. Jerry Garcia, the whole grateful dead. Okay, let me move on. Um, it's, a, it's, a tra- <laughs> it's a traditional uh, sweet baked bread. Um, and there are, of course, you know, food and drinks associated with the holiday. And this includes it's a it's a dark chocolate thingy. Um, it's corn based based liquor, and it's called atole. It's a it's a type of chocolate drink. Mm. And you can wish someone a happy Day of the Dead by saying Feliz Dia de los Muertos, Happy Day of the Dead. Feliz Navidad. Da, 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 da. Oh, Feliz Navidad. And what's interesting? Hmm. Okay, do you remember um, the James Bond film Spectre about five years ago? No. All right, good. No. Very good. Excellent. So, anyways, about five years ago, <laughs> um, it was because it was 20, because then in 20, yeah, so it, it was five years ago in uh, 2015. So, the opening, you know, the big, you know, car chasing, in this case, helicopter chasing opening, had a very large Day of the Dead parade. Uh, um, in, in Mexico City. Well, by coincidence, there had never been a Day of the Dead parade in Mexico City. It looks like, you know, like... Come on. No, no, it looks like... James Bond invented this? It was invented... Well, no, not, not James Bond himself, but the movie people in the script, in the opening... He has this tremendous chase, and he has to go through this tremendous parade. In real life, there had never been a tremendous parade. I'm, I'm sure, like in small villages <laughs> in town, they would have it, but a big, huge per- no. So, so Mexico City that is was, really so it hard really to believe. <laughs> but Mexico City was so inspired by this. That the next year, they actually had a parade, a real, a real live parade for well, Day of the Dead people. It took them three three thousand years to think of doing a parade for the Day of the Dead. Um, yeah, yeah, and and, and wow. I'm, I'm sure you know. Obviously, there were you know small celebrations along, but something like a big parade? No, not before. So that was like the <laughs> year after Spectre. And then after that, even, you know, some big uh, U.S. cities, Chicago, L.A., San Antonio, Fort Lauderdale, also held Day of the Dead parades. And, uh, of course, Disney got into the act. Not a good segue, but Disney did. uh, I don't know if everybody remembers a movie called. Yeah, it was Disney and Pixar. Um, They spent, I don't know, like close to 200 million dollars on a movie called Coco, which I'm sure everyone remembers. And that movie is uh da 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 and that movie is did you did you just happen to have that handy? 
you know, yeah, it's just like one of the miracles of life. Yes, it is. Um, so, yeah, so this movie, just like in real life, you know, pays homage to the Mexican tradition in which a young boy is transported to the land of the dead and meets up with his long lost ancestors. So, you know what I'd like to propose, Charles? A toast? Is I was talking, I was talking with a friend of mine from oh. high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had said, you know, why don't you ask your listeners to have like a watch party of Coco? Because, you know, Halloween is, they're kind of putting some restrictions on Halloween this year. Some cities are actually even canceling it. But if you got together with your family and watched Coco, then it gives you an opportunity to have, you know, maybe a new kind of tradition with your family on Halloween, watching Coco. And I think it'd be good to give you an opportunity you meaning our listeners to talk with your kids and your family about how death is a normal part of life and here's this tradition you know within mexican cultures where you know tell them what happened tell them the story that charlie told you and you know, start to make the idea of our mortality you know that everyone dies right a normal thing. I mean, it is a normal thing. We just, as Americans, like to treat it as an optional thing. And Charlie and I are going to watch it this week also. And next week on our show, we're going to talk about it. And um, in case you're wondering, yes, it will be on the test. So um, I hope you'll participate and uh, watch the the movie. The movie is Coco. And um, it's a Disney film. And Pixar. Pixar. It is not about Coco Chanel, right? I haven't seen it. Have you ever seen it? I've never seen it. I started seeing it, and I don't remember why I didn't finish seeing it. That's weird. Were were, Hmm. um, martinis involved? I don't believe so. I don't know. Maybe I was just tired some night and watching it, and I just fell asleep. To dream. Hmm. So... Uh, again, with Day of the Dead, um, just please remember, it's an occasion for remembering and celebrating um, those who have died. But while at the same time, portraying death in a positive light, again, as a natural part of the human experience, just as we advocate here at the luxurious studios of everyonedies.org. That's every, the number one, dies.org. And our recipe for this week is the um, pan de muerto, 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 de, de muertos, the day of the dead right. bread, Yes, um, which is a tangy bun that's dusted in sugar. And um, they actually, if you Google them, they're so pretty the way, the way that they're made. And we have a recipe for that on our webpage. So if you want to... Bake the bread to go along with your um, movie watching. Oh, and my friend, um, Mm -hmm. it was Tom Hartman's idea, so we want to give credit to Tom for um, having everybody watch that film. Thank you, Tom. If you have recipes that you'd like to share with us, um, ideas that you want us to talk about, um, please join our Facebook group. Facebook group called Everyone Dies. And remember to rate and review the podcast. Molly is our own naughty lady, is hoping that you contribute to her job security by following us on Twitter and reposting her tweets. Molly, do you know who the naughty lady is? I was lady? just going to ask you Molly. Uh, Molly is nodding. Is she nodding off or what? She, she's a nodding lady. Uh-huh. So when Trump. When Trump did his um, town hall, yes. there was a woman who was seated right, right, like right. right behind him yep. who just nodded and agreed with everything he said. And so people are referring to her now as the nodding lady. And Molly agrees with everything we say, so of course. So in our second half, Charlie, yes. I just wanted to chat uh-huh. to chat a little yes. bit about a um, essay that I read. read. <laughs> That I read, that I read about. It's called "The Loss of Shared Grief" by Lily um, Luftenbarrow. That's easy for and you to Lily, say. Uh, it's really hard for me to say. Lily, I, I I know that's probably not exactly correct, but it's Luft 
Luftbaro. Maybe it's Luftbaro. It's a lovely name. Um, so what she talks about in this essay is that we've kind of been going through 2020 with trying to approximate normal life. And maybe some people are kind of getting good at that and, and some people are, are having trouble. I mean, every month it's something, you know, if it's murder hornets or hurricanes or fires, it's just been like the entire 2020 has been um, with Mercury in retrograde. I don't know, something's off. Mm. But what she talks about, which really resonated with me, is that, and these are her words, more than 220,000 people have died of COVID in this country, mm-hmm. alone and unseen. Many vanish without funerals or memorials to honor them. And there has been no national recognition or collective observance. We've had to keep Pedaling desperately, trying to avert collapse while the losses mount ignored. And in, you know, when there's a, a war or 9-11 or these, these disasters that are within our own culture, within America, or that affect Americans, we have always acknowledged those. Um, the flags are, are flown at half-mast you know, there's days of mourning, there's moments of silence, something happens that, that lets us stop and remember and say, there has been a great death toll. But with all of these people dead from COVID, we haven't done that. Right. And yeah. she says, um, I'm going to quote from her again, it is the task of a leader to integrate our losses into the larger story. As a nation, we have certain traditions and rights to mark shared grief, flags at half-mast or moment of silence to publicly mourn the dead. But the current administration has decided to forgo any markers of this kind. The Democratic National Convention came closest to offering such a thing. Being virtual, it allowed people from all over the country to talk about their experiences and commiserate about their losses. You, unusually for, for political theory, theater, it left room for sadness. And for that reason, it was strangely cathartic. And it wears on people to... Be in a situation where somebody you love gets sick or has to go to the hospital for surgery for any reason and to drop them off at the stoop like, you know, like an orphan. Yeah. I had surgery, minor surgery in July and my daughter drove me and there was a... um, uh, security person standing outside the door, you know, this kind of circular driveway and so that nobody got in who wasn't, you know, with the paperwork saying, you know, we're, we're here to be cut open. And in the car, I had to say goodbye to my daughter. And it was so profound and sad to me to think that, you know, who knows what's going to happen right. with, that, yeah. with the surgery? Yeah. Who knows what the outcome is going to be? And here I am in, 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 in the Prius. <laughs> Hugging my child and having to say goodbye. And I hated it. I hated the feeling. And then I thought of all the people who are having to do the same thing to someone that they love who's, you know, having trouble breathing from COVID right, or, right. or whatever their symptoms are and not knowing... Or even having the feeling like, I'm not going to see you again. I'm not going to be able to hug you again. And the reality of the situation for, for life is that whenever we say goodbye to somebody, we don't know if we're ever going to see them again. We don't know what will happen. When I was really quite young, um, and I don't know if I've even told this story before, but when I was really young, this lady crossed the street and her husband, they didn't have any children. And s- later in the evening, he decided to go drive to the post office and mail a letter. So he left to go mail the letter. He should have been back like in five minutes. Yeah. Well, in, in the course of that, there was 
a terrible car accident and he died. Oh. And I was a little kid and it has made it made such an impression on me that if David says I'm just going to go run to such and such a place, I'm like okay, well, let me say goodbye to you and let me tell you I love you. I mean, I always did it with the kids. It's like, it was like that woman across the street didn't know that his running out to mail the letter would be meant that he was never coming back home. Yeah. And that's true. You, you know, we think, oh, well, we we get cancer. That's what's going to kill us. Well, we don't know that. No, not at all. We don't know that. It, it, It could be, you're going to go mail a letter, and that's what's going to kill you. And the other part of of Lily's um, essay that I that really st- struck home for me is that she talks about that when um, Trump was diagnosed with COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. and when it was reported, thousands of people this, these are her words thousands of people openly wondered whether it was genuine, and what if it wasn't, what the strategy would be, and. I was awake that night when that tweet came out, and my first thought was, is this real? Does he really have COVID? <laughs> and, um, and, and truthfully, well, if he does have COVID, politically, what does that mean for him? And if he doesn't have COVID, why would he say that? And I thought then also, what the hell has happened to you? That somebody announces that they have a disease— and you're wondering what the angle is. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not how I think, but apparently that's how I'm thinking. And, you know, is it, you know, really just a reflex that we're so helpless, hopeless and maybe helpless and jaded and cynical that, that this, is, this is what we've become? And and if that's true, I'm not really happy about that. I don't. That's not who I am and who I want to be. But in that moment when I was reading that, that's who I was. And um, I think that if, as a country, we're not going to recognize and remember the dead, our fellow Americans, mm-hmm. then as... Um, a state or as a city or maybe as a home where we can kind of control what goes on in our own homes is that we can remember the dead. Um, People have lost out because of COVID the opportunity to have a funeral, to have that public way of mourning, of saying goodbye to somebody. You know, funerals are not for the dead person. The funeral is for us, yes. those that are yeah. living, yeah. so that we can have those those moments of 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 goodbye and public mourning and funeral potatoes and whatever goes with it. Um, but we don't have those traditional ceremonies because of of this virus. And so, with Day of the Dead coming, I was kind of wondering if maybe maybe we should have. Um, build our own, you know, Day of the Dead altars, monuments, and remember all of those people. And so, Charlie, I was wondering if, can you tell us how to how to make a Day of the Dead altar? Well, yeah. For, first, um, this this is called an ofrenda, and this altar ofrenda. Um, should have at least two or three levels, um, and, and preferably starting like on the floor. You, you, you know, you, Charlie. Yeah. You a friend of mine. Am I a friend of yours or a friend of mine? Yes. You a friend of mine. I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. So, um, and you know, and with this, what's 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 pretty common is to use. I don't know how to describe it, like earthy elements. Um, like, for example, uh, what's, what's common in, um, in Latin America, you know, with, uh, with this ofrenda, is something called a um, petate, which is Spanish for, for a bedroll. So this is what I mean about something earthy. You're not going to have 
you know, a down sleeping bag by your, by your altar, um, for those who have died, but just something simple, like a, like a bedroll. I mean, think, think of John Wayne movies where he's sleeping out, uh, at night. He doesn't have a bed. He rolls out a bedroll. So that's the idea with, uh, something earthy. Um, and you know, if you're going to be, you know, sitting around there, you can just a small table or a stool or, or even, yeah, anything like that. If just, you can use that, like, you know, build the levels on, on stools, you know, rather than, you know, building some, going out in the garage and building some thing, just any natural earthy type thing that you have lying around the house. Usually on the top level, well, not usually, but on the top level, uh, people put uh, pictures of, uh, of the people they're honoring. Well, I'm sorry, the people who died that they're honoring. And then in the middle areas, uh, there will be, you know, of course, things to nibble on and candles. And then people also use what's called a sarape, which is a, like a blanket or any sort of fabric or cloth, um, you know, to cover the levels. If, uh, if you have a handkerchief, just something like that, just to cover the different levels. I've seen um, like lace, pieces of lace used. There you are. That looks yes. pretty. It's like that. Um, the Mexican marigold is native to southeastern Mexico and is the key decorative element besides candles on any ofrenda. So you get as much of that as you can. Clip the flowers just at the stem and then use the bulbs to adorn all around the edges of the levels. People use loose petals to form what's called a little pathway. Uh, to the foot of the of the structure, and this is kind of like you know to guide souls in. If you have a tremendous amount of petals, um, you could use them to make elaborate you know decorative art on the ground, uh, you know around the ofrenda. You know, you make a cross of petals, for example. And then the altar is illuminated with uh, with candles, uh, preferably white, overnight. Um, what's what's commonly used is an um, aromatic resin called copal. And remember, and you know, what? Oh, I'm sorry. No, what? Can I tell you? Yeah, I bought I bought some. Copal. Look, really? here's what it is. Yeah, oh. and Sandy, I know you hear crunching. They look like. You know those lemon drop candies with like the little fine sugar on them? Yeah. That's what it looks like. Don't get confused and put it in your mouth because that's not what it is. And it says on the bag, use a mortar and pestle to grind the resin into smaller pieces. And then use a heat-resistant container, fill it up with sand, and light up a charcoal disc, which I'm thinking maybe like a charcoal briquette. Mm -hmm. um, until it smolders, and then place it on the layer of sand. And then add a quarter teaspoon of the resin to the charcoal. Do not add any more resin until it's completely burned up. No more than a quarter teaspoon at a time. So I bought a bag of um, eight ounces. Yeah. <laughs> that will last. That'll last for a while, for Everybody's... Everybody's life. Well, I didn't know it was a quarter teaspoon at a time ground up. I mean, you know. So anyway, I got it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, if you live anywhere near Oklahoma, let me know. I'll send you a rock of it because truly this will last for my life and all of my... Forever. All of my... Um, what are they called? Um, the people that come after me. <laughs> Ancestors? <laughs> Ancestors, that's the word. Okay. Leave a little something behind. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm gonna leave what I'm gonna leave cobalt behind. <laughs> well, you know, it's all it's always about preparing. We always tell people preparation to prepare. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Yep. So remember um that uh yeah, that the first day is reserved for children or you know, also known as little souls who left too soon. And then after midnight, the older souls visit. But in practice, the days just pretty much blend together nowadays. So you can stay up and talk with uh, them, talk, uh, think about them, sing their favorite songs, smoke and drink their favorite imbibements. 
and uh, speaking of imbibing stuff, um, that's our favorite. You can use a little container. Um, there are a couple different possibilities. One is a called a caballito. Another is called a jicara. And basically, it's it's a small cup, and or people also still use a small gourd. Uh, and pretty much, really? yeah, and it's pretty much, um, you know, either with uh, with tequila or mezcal, and that just per- what is what's 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 mezcal? I don't think I've ever even had that. Tequila, I've had like right out of the bottle, but what's <laughs> what's mezcal? <laughs> Ma, how delicate you are, <laughs> dude! I'm from Detroit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, what too much information? (laughs) (laughs) That you're from Detroit? No, we all know that. Um, Okay. Well, how do you drink your tequila? uh, One tequila, two tequila, three tequila, four. The um, well, actually, just usually, usually just uh, a shot. But um, several years ago, of course, attorneys. um, (laughs) It was a long night. um, found a place that um, only serves tequila. Um, so hmm. we went, and I thought, well, that's going to be boring, just tequila. Oh, no, I was mistaken. These, the people at this place just, a complete menu of te- tequila cocktails, just all these concoctions just, I just never imagined would be used with tequila. It, it was spectacular. Just mm. absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, some were to, some were infused with like you know five fire alarm jalapenos. It was it was just amazing. Really, yeah. It's just great. It's great. But my question was, what is mezcal? Um. Well, I know it's from Acave. And I think it's just that it's just it's just distilled, you know. It's it comes from macave, and then it's oh, just uh, okay. just distilled so into uh, into alcohol. Okay. So where was I? Oh yeah, so drinking out of, out of the little cups, um, tequila or mezcal. Now that's the tradition. However, um, if you want, you know. Follow, you know, you know the the observation, you know, to observe and having the little drinks, you know, nowadays, you know, people fill up the little cups with scotch, bourbon, vodka, gin, and but you know, <laughs> you know, so you have that for yourself. If what the person who died used to drink something different, you have another little cup there for them. You know, with their uh, choice of beverage. Doesn't really matter. So you drink yours. So you get you get whatever they used to like to drink, and you and that's what you would put out. Well, so if they were like um, Shirley Temple drinkers, you'd put out a Shirley Temple. Or oh God, yes, yes. <laughs> you have to go that way. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But that's it. Or you know, you you, you know, I don't know. Maybe they like uh, tequila, and you like um, you like whiskey. So you finish your whiskey, and you notice a little cup uh, across from you that uh, the dearly departed have not imbibed at all. So you know you don't want to be you want to help them out as much as you can. So you take their little cup, maybe take a little sip, put that down, and mm-hmm. uh, you know no one is still showing up to uh, to finish that. So you might as well take another little sip, and uh, yes, and it winds up being a festive night. And you mm-hmm. and you chat with them and you reminisce yes. with them and you tell them everything you've done that year yeah. and kind of catch them up with what's happening on your life. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and take that time to stop and remember and chat and laugh about um, things that happened and it's just. Yeah. It's a nice yeah. time. Yeah, and, and again, remember on the top are uh, are pictures, uh, you know, photographs mm-hmm. of the people who have died. You know, and, and again, that's that's a tradition. But and again, with nowadays in modern times, you can even honor people. I mean, prominent public people 
who death actually left, you know, a void in you. Like most most recently, um, RBG. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you can think of maybe you could put an American flag or something up there to honor all the people who died. died from the virus. Yes. Yeah, you could, you know, you can, you can be creative as, in terms of how you're going to symbolize that, but that would, you know, that would be one way you could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know what? An- another tradition with this mm. is that you place a, uh, uh, you place a, <laughs> excuse me, bless you, you place a cup or a glass of water because you know what? With the dead that you'll be honoring, you know, they will be thirsty after that journey from the spirit world to your living room. Um, That's true. Also, and I, I don't, I don't remember why, but you leave a little pinch of salt in a small container, but I don't remember why. Um, leave a slice of, um, you know, the pastry Marianne was talking about, the pan de muerto, out for the departed. And, you know, a little piece for them, a little piece for you, everyone else in the house, or if it's a big event, you know, in the neighborhood. This stuff usually goes very well with hot chocolate, because, uh, mm. you know, depending where, what part of the country or the world you live in, it, it can be a, a little chilly. Other people... Um, also have like sugar cane, pineapples, plums, walnuts, and peanuts. And yeah, just these little things to nibble on all over. And fruit. All types of fruit that you can never have too much fruit. There's no chocolate. What about chocolate? Um, well, there's that, that hot chocolate you can drink. But you know what? Again, mm. Um, mm. you know, I, I mentioned, you know, nuts and fruits. No one's going to to say why do you why are you eating chocolate, and and let's remember good, you know very good chocolate comes from nuts. So nuts. Cocoa? There's a chocolate nut. Cocoa. Well, is that really a nut? Well, for for for, for this episode and for our purposes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> If you, because look at it this way, think, okay, you have a, you have a Mounds bar, it's a Mounds bar, but if you have an Almond Joy, what's in an Almond Joy? Because sometimes you feel like a nut. Um, yeah. What does that have to do with what's in an Almond Joy? And sometimes <laughs> just, just not. Exactly. <laughs> an Almond Joy is, you know, nuts. I don't know how I keep segueing into these things. Um, you know the other thing that that's a, that's a tradition. I'm just sitting here listening to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it happens. No. Um, mole, it's a type of sauce, um, is often offered, offered, also you know again for the departed. But really, you know, food nowadays can really be anything you want. You want a dessert. You want candy. Well, there we are. Candy, chocolate. See. Um, See. Candy, chocolate. I don't know something processed. Um, you know, bag of chips or something like that, or White Castles. Pizza? pizza? Yeah, pizza's okay. Fine. <gasps> pizza or White Castles. White Castles. Uh, it has been so long since I've had a White Castle. Like years and years. They don't have them in Oklahoma. Years. <laughs> Mon Dieu. Oh, yeah. They have them in boxes in the freezer, but... Yeah, ooh. it's not quite the same, right? Yes. You know? Yeah. See, it's sad. It's sad. It is so sad. So, and you know what? You know, I, I said White Castle, but, you know, what the hell? Sometimes somebody's, you know, guilty pleasure could have been, I don't know, something bizarre. Um, instead of like a taco, homemade great taco from a great place, you pick one up at a jack-in-a-box. But you know what? This is not your party. Mm-hmm. So, um you know, this is what the departed like. They like tacos from Jack in a Box. Then you know what? Do them a favor. Have it, have it set out for them. Well, <sighs> don't include that on my altar, Charlie. I'm looking to make a note of that right now. And you know, thank you. Actually, now, and I've got the white copal, so that you know you don't have to buy any. Okay. And uh, now I'm hungry. Um, so okay. Um, <laughs> That's it for me. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Oh, but before I leave, thanks for uh, being here. Thank you for listening. 
And please stay tuned for future episodes of Everyone Dies. Our thanks to our executive producer, retired Major General David, our producer Sandy, John, our technical advisor, Molly, our Twitter correspondent, who likes her paycheck, so please, please, please uh, stay in touch with her, and our friends, family, and our loyal listeners, you folks, who are supporting our work at Everyone Dies. This is Charlie Navarrete. And I'm Marianne Matzo, and we look forward to talking with you soon. And don't forget, next week we're going to talk about the movie Coco. So, happy Halloween, happy Day of the Dead, and remember, every day is a gift. This podcast does not provide medical advice. All discussion on this podcast, such as treatments, dosages, outcomes, charts, patient profiles, advice, messages, and any other discussion are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Always seek the advice of your primary care practitioner or other qualified health providers with any questions that you may have regarding your health. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard from this podcast. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. Everyone Dies does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, practitioners, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned in this podcast. Reliance on any information provided in this podcast by persons appearing on this podcast at the invitation of Everyone Dies or by other members is solely at your own risk.